Amen. Amen. Well, it is so great to be in the house of the Lord, to worship with God's people, to know that in Him, you and I have a place of freedom and refuge. And I want to pray for us as we get ready to open God's Word together this morning. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. And we just ask that as we move into this time where we open your word, that it would be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, high five somebody as you're sitting down. Tell them good morning. It is so great to be with you today. Propel Church, we are excited for what God is going to do. My name is Pastor Nick Newman, and I want to say welcome. If you are here for the first time, or maybe you're here for the first time in a long time, we want to say welcome to you. And I'm not the only one who's excited that you're here today. Church, could you help me welcome every person who's here for the first time? Yeah, we are excited for that. And hey, if you're tuning in online with us, we want to say good morning to you as well. We're excited that you're tuning in. Today is one of those big days for us as a church. We've got a huge announcement for you, and, and I'm going to deliver that in just a little bit. But I'm going to kick off a message series today called More. We've been talking about this whole concept of, of more, that God wants to do more in our lives and through our lives. And, and truthfully, my wife and I started this church a little over three years ago to create an environment where you could experience just that where you could see God do more in your life. I don't know where you're currently at, where you're at in life, but, but here's what I know. Sometimes life is difficult, right? Okay, so, so some of y'all don't have tough lives. I'm going to share some problems with you, right? Like, come on, sometimes life can be difficult. But even in the middle of darkness, in the middle of hopelessness, God wants to do more in your life. And so I'm excited for that today. But what I want to do this morning is I actually want to walk you through the entire story of Propel Church. And most of it, some of it, is a part of my story as well. Because I think if, if you and I are really going to understand how God is able to do more than we ever thought, could ask, or imagine, we've really got to see how this fleshes out in somebody's life. And, and well, I've got the microphone. So <laughs> I want to share a little bit about my story with you today. I believe that God wants to do more in your life. See, years ago, uh, part of my story is um, that I actually got kicked out of this high school for drug possession. See, I was stuck in a drug addiction, and, and I felt hopeless. Day in and day out, I would use. And I tried every program. I tried every way to get out of this drug addiction. I tried 12-step. Come on, I was even two-stepping at times. I mean, nothing could get out. And I tried over and over and over again. But then on August 1st of 2011... I met a man named Jesus, and he changed my life forever. And on that day, I was set free from my drug addiction. Now, I realize some of you are here, and you're struggling with addictions and, and meeting Jesus. For some people, that is it. It's a, it's a one-and-done thing, and it never happens again. For others of you, freedom is a process. We teach that here at Propel, that freedom is a process. But for me, my drug addiction ended on August 1st, 2011. 
So every year I get to celebrate the fact that God had rescued me and saved me from this. And, and, and then the night that I got saved, I, I had the opportunity of leading my first Bible study. I started telling people about Jesus. Anybody who would listen, I would sit down and talk with them about how good God was, that he could rescue a guy like me from, from the middle of my sin, from the middle of my mess. God was redeeming and restoring my life. Because where I was headed was on track to be another prison statistic. But God had a different plan. And so as I'm watching God move and, and work in my life, I have this opportunity to take a job as a youth pastor in Kannapolis. And, and now I have the platform to tell even more people about Jesus on a week-in, week-out basis. We built a student ministry on basketball and pizza and telling people about Jesus. I mean, it was incredible. And about uh, two years after, or about a year or so after I'd given my life to Jesus, I get an invitation. It was to speak at a youth conference that was actually being hosted here at Mount Pleasant High School. And I gotta be honest, I wasn't really for it. Um, like, like, it was a little nerve-wracking to come back to Mount Pleasant. Because in this community, I, was, I wasn't really known as, as the guy who loved Jesus. I was known as the drug dealer and the troublemaker and the guy who would yell at you, might punch you. You know, just kind of depends on what day you catch me on. And so having that relationship coming back into this community was a little nerve-wracking, but I said yes to the invitation. I pull onto this parking lot, and we go through worship, and worship is incredible. And then I have the opportunity to deliver God's Word. And as I walk right out from those curtains onto this stage, I hear God say, I'm bringing you back. And it was incredibly overwhelming for me. I didn't know what to do, so I just said, um, uh, we going to pray for a second and then we're going to preach. And I remember standing right here in this spot saying, God, as, as we open your word tonight, I just pray for clarity. I pray for vision and direction for people that they would know and see you move in their life like never before. And as I got to my car that night, I went home and, and, and hearing that I was going to come back to Mount Pleasant, I wasn't for it at all. In fact, I told God no. I said, God, I'll, I'll spend the rest of my life. I'll deal with Mormons in Utah. We'll do whatever. Send me to a foreign country, just not Mount Pleasant. Because God had placed a dream in my heart to plant a church where thousands of people would come to know Jesus, where there would be a leadership college, where, where there would be multiple locations where more and more people were, were getting to encounter Jesus, where ministry leaders were equipped with the gospel ready to to conquer hell with a water pistol. Amen. Amen. And that was the dream in my heart, and I didn't think Mount Pleasant was the right place for that. Then I got to reading, because when you can't figure out what you want to do with your life or you're struggling in your relationship with God, the best thing to do is to turn to his word. And so I, I, the Lord directs me to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, and it says this, that the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. In other words, you've got to leave everything you know, everything that's comfortable. You've got to embrace the uncomfortable and go to wherever I'm telling you to go. He says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing to others. I, I will bless those who bless you and curse whoever curses you, and all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And then verse 4 said, so Abraham went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was about 75 at the time. When I read this verse, 
I realized I had to come to Mount Pleasant. Like I could go somewhere else. I think God would still bless that. But (coughs) I don't want to go anywhere in my life without the presence of God. I want to be obedient to do what he's calling me to do. I want to follow his will and his path. And where he had showed me was Mount Pleasant. And so I said, okay. All right, God, I'll, I'll plant this church in Mount Pleasant. And then a couple days after that, I get this announcement from Mount Pleasant. Because you know when somebody makes a big announcement in Mount Pleasant, everybody's going to know about it within about a 20-minute time period. Mount Pleasant had announced the first of four apartment complexes, and then they had made an announcement shortly after that to build a brand-new middle school. And in those things, God was just showing me one step after the other. I've got you. I've got you. I'll grow this community if you'll be faithful to plant a church. And so we, we set out to do it. I met with the administration of the high school and said, hey, um, super weird. Haven't seen you a couple years, but uh, <laughs> um, I would like to use this facility on Sunday mornings to plant a life-giving church here in this community. And the first person that I talked to said no. And so we're sitting in this meeting, and, and I get this word, no, you, you can't use this facility. And truthfully, I, I, like my demeanor didn't change. My posture didn't change. I hadn't been following Jesus for, for a, a, a long period of time. But what I knew is that when, when God says something, he's faithful to keep his word. Come on. And so I said, okay, look, I understand that you're not ready right now. When you're ready, you give me a call, and we'll move forward. So I left that day. I got in my car. I said, God, this is the land that you showed me. I'm going to need you to do something. <laughs> or give me a new land. I'm still okay with that at this point. <laughs> I leave that day. Three days later, there was a retirement announcement. And they made the announcement that the, the vice principal was going to become the new principal. The problem is, me and the vice principal had an even worse relationship than me and the principal did. The vice principal was the one who, who signed off on my expulsion paper, so his little signature was on all of my drug charges. Like, it was, I was like, there ain't no way this is going to work. So I sit down with him. I walk into the room, and he says, hey, before we get started, I, I want to just say something. I said, okay. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, look, I know that you're not the same person you used to be. I've seen God do something incredible in your life, and your story is changing. I know that you have a heart to help people. If you need anything, you let me know. Well, as a matter of fact, (laughs) as a matter of fact, I do. And what started out as a no turned in three minutes later to signing contracts that Propel Church would meet in Mount Pleasant High School. God moved in a powerful way. Here's the problem. We didn't have no people. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, now we got to build a team and stuff. And so we set out to do that. I remember we hosted our first meeting at the Lions Hut in Mount Pleasant, and there were 12 people that showed up. And I thought, God, this is not what you called me to do. Then we started building a team, and we kept moving, and we kept building and building. And finally, we had about 30 people, and we had set this date that we were going to launch Propel Church on September 20th of 2015. And we started the church that day with about 30 people serving and 164 people in attendance. And it was an absolutely incredible day. 
There's so much more to the story that I could tell you about how we, we had signed a big contract to, to, to buy all this brand new equipment and then we didn't have the money to do it so we built the whole church on like $6,000 from Craigslist. and I mean, it was crazy a couple of weeks before launch. But, but we chose to be faithful with what we had. See, excellence is not, it's not materialism. Excellence is a spirit that you do the best with what God's given you. So we, we launched the church, and over the course of the next year and a half, through pastoral wisdom, guidance, and direction, I was able to grow the church from 165 all the way down to about 70 people. <laughs> and, like, there were weekends where it wasn't even 70 people. <laughs> like, like, you know, the pregnant women count twice. You ever, like, those kind of weekends where <laughs> she might be having twins. Three people, come on. <laughs> But then we really started refocusing some stuff as a church. We sat down as a leadership team and started talking about this word culture and talked talk, talk a whole lot about why we do what we do. And we stopped, stopped treating this facility like it was just a temporary spot. We said, no, we don't show up here on Sundays with a spirit that says we have to do this. We get to do this. It's a privilege to serve God. And as we shifted culture and as we started moving over and over again, God started blessing it and we started experiencing explosive growth as a church. Amen. There was a summer, normally churches don't grow in the summer, there was a summer that we grew by over 100%. Like we started with like 65, 70 people and then at the end of that summer there was like 120, 140. And we didn't know what was going on, we just knew that God had told us to refocus some stuff, to make some shifts and we were going to be faithful to do just that. So we keep growing, we continue to grow, and then we started re running about 150, and then we did this thing called One Huge Weekend, where we told everybody, you guys show up, and we gave everybody a t-shirt, and we talked about vision, and, and then we, we saw that number continue to increase and grow, and we would get to about the 180, 190 person a week range, and we just kind of felt like we, we had hit this lid. And then we got to November of last year where we told you we had a big announcement and that was that we were moving to two identical services and that we were going to be pursuing a permanent home for Mount Pleasant, that we were going to purchase land. And in that, just to give you some, some numerical things there, when we made the announcement to two services and we made the jump over to two, we're averaging anywhere between 250 to 270 people a weekend. Now, here's what we know about those numbers. Every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters to God. And then we made the announcement that, that, you know, in the purchase of pursuing a permanent home and pursuing land, that, that we were going to create this thing called legacy. And so on all of your, your giving envelopes and online, there was this new way for you to give to this thing called legacy, which was going to be us having a church home here in Mount Pleasant, that we're not just, just wasting money. We're, we're going to build a church so that our kids and our kids' kids can have a place where they can come and encounter Jesus. And through the course of your generosity over the last, how I don't math well, since November, um, we've seen uh, there's, an average, there's around $12,000 sitting in that account to go towards land, buildings, campuses, and future expansion. So I want to thank you for your generosity there. And then as we were wrapping up the end of the year, I read you a passage of scripture in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more 
than all we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And I felt like the word that the Lord had given me at the end of every year, I start praying and going, God, what do you want for this next season of our church? And I felt like he said that 2019 was the year of more, where we were going to dream bigger dreams. We were going to give God full access to everything. And as we sought him for bigger, believed him for the impossible, he was going to do more in our lives and in our church. And so I said, that's a cool word, God, but let's, let's get a little practical. So in January, uh, end of December, beginning of January, God takes me back to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. And this is what it says again. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land that I will show you. I said, cool, glad we're back here, God. What you showing me? He took me back to some journals where I had, had written some things down, and, and, uh, and then I get a phone call from somebody who says, hey, um, we want to talk about what it would look like to partner together. And so I want to give you the big announcement, church. Um, as of today, we're making it official um, that Propel Church is moving into the old Mount Pleasant Middle School. So we have a permanent home. We have a space where there's a 500-seat auditorium, a full gymnasium. There's so many opportunities about this. And some of y'all are like, I thought we were going to purchase land. Let me tell you, we were. When we told you we were going to pursue purchasing land, what, what you didn't know at the time is we were, we were already in, in contract and, and talking with people about the purchase of land. We were getting ready to put a down payment on some land. I mean, we were, we were guns blazing. We were, we were ready to go. And, and then we found out that the land that we were looking at didn't have the, enough water to accommodate. The, the land, we were looking at a 46-acre lot, but it could only accommodate roughly two houses, so we could fit 12 people on 46 acres. <laughs> I've been scratching my head about that all, for, for a long time. I don't get that. But God closed that door. She said, okay, God, whatever you want to do, you'll be open. I'll be open to it. And I remember God took me back to a journal, and and I'm so thankful. I want to encourage you with something today. Um, Write down what you feel God's saying. God took me back to a journal from 2013 where I was able to see that that when they made the announcement for the the new middle school to be built, I wrote, this would make a great home for Propel Church. Three years ago, we, we pursued buying the, the old school and doors kept closing, but I kept telling our CFO, look, I feel like that's our place. Like, I'm just, I, I know the doors are closing, but, but that's, that's where God says, because what we learn from Abraham's life is that when you're not seeing what God says, you hold on to what he said. Like when you can't see the promises of God being fulfilled in your everyday life, you bank on the fact that God is faithful to keep his word. Can I get a good Amen. And so I want to show you the space that we're going to occupy at the new uh, location. We're not moving yet. I'm going to talk to you about the renovation process. So if you show up there next weekend, you're just going to see a banner that says, The Future Home. (laughs) This is the property that we're going to be uh, taking over. Um, The gym, which is an incredible 
spot. There's office space so we can relocate our offices. There's a 500-seat auditorium, and there's a space for kids, parking included. This spot is an incredible thing for you and I. I think this next season of our church where God is taking us is into a season of more. And so as you leave today, we, we printed out this 12-page booklet. that It's going to go over all this stuff. And if you go to propel.church slash more, you can find all the information as well. As you leave today, you'll, you'll get this. But um, the second thing I want to tell you is we're going to raise 500 k to do it. Half a million dollars. It's a big, audacious goal. And, and some of y'all remember when I came back from Phoenix, I was talking about dreaming big. These are the conversations God and I were having. I started at a much lower number that wouldn't have worked for, for what we want to do long term. But God is faithful to do it. Now, part of this 500K, um, we believe at Propel Church that we're called to be good stewards of resources. And so in that, we spent the last several months negotiating what the contract agreement looks like, um, 47 lease revisions <laughs> and the works. And so um, in the process of that, we landed on a deal. At the time, uh, what they wanted for rent and what we were able to pay for rent were, were too far apart. There was no way we would be able to, to accommodate it, and it would put us in a bad financial position to do it. But the deal that we worked out is that we as a church are going to replace the roof and the HVAC for this facility as a rent credit. And depending on the total cost of what that takes, it'll give us anywhere from three to four years rent-free in the facility. So that frees up resources every single month for you and I to be able to do more ministry, to reach more people, to see more people encounter Jesus. If we were to go into a warehouse space or, or my husband doesn't have those, but if we were to find a space, we would have to outfit the entire thing and still pay rent at the same time. This deal allows us to continue what we're doing on Sunday mornings, work on the renovations, and not have double the cost in the process. And so as we raise money, um, my goal is for us to, to occupy the space by fall. Now, if we get in there sooner, great. That's really going to depend on how we do this thing financially. Because here's what I will tell you. As of right now, I don't have any plans to go in debt to do this thing. Come on, you need to, you need to get a little more excited about that. Because debt kills churches. Scripture is really clear about debt. Okay? So I don't have any plans to go into debt for this thing. To get this thing move-in ready, we need 250000 the other 250 covers the outfitting of the facility with all new equipment so that we can take this system that's perfectly built for portable and get ready for our second location. Right. So I'm just telling you, there's big vision in this thing. But $250,000 seems like a lot of money. But if we're averaging 250, 275 people a weekend, that, that would mean if every person gave around $1,000, it would be done. We'd be moving ready, okay? And some of you, $1,000 is way too much. And for some of you, that number is way too small. Because at Propel Church, we don't believe in, in equal giving. We believe in equal sacrifice. So the power of, of what Jesus taught on the woman who brought all she had, and he said, no, this woman, she got it right, is because she gave sacrificially. And when you and I partner together, we can see more people come to know Jesus. And so we've already got that 12000 sitting in that account ready to go. And, and then on March 31st, we're going to host a big give weekend. 
If you want to give before that, you're more than welcome to. But on that weekend specifically, I'm going to ask you to, to bring something, equal sacrifice, to come in and get ready to contribute to what God has for us in the future. But I want to take you back. I've got nine minutes left. And, and uh, as we go back through this, I want to talk to you about the, the purpose of relocation. Because there's a reason why God relocated Abraham. And I think it's really important. So he says this in verse 2. He says, I'll make you into a great nation. So I think the first thing that it provides is more capacity. More capacity. So a new home for Propel Church gives us the ability to see more people meet Jesus. It gives us a permanent location where right now we have a temporary home that we meet in on Sundays and we have an office space that we occupy throughout the week. If you've ever been to our offices, you know we've worked the best with what we have, but we're out of space. We're out of space to grow and and a permanent home gives us the opportunity to expand our capacity to reach more people, to have a permanent home for for what we do on Sunday mornings with the auditorium, to to not be be in a place where we set up and tear down, but also it gives a permanent home for our kids' ministry to create a space for them. And the gymnasium provides the opportunity for our student ministry to grow. Here's what you need to know about our offices. Currently, they're capped. Like, they are maxed at about 30 people, adults included, in that office space. Now, you can fit more, but how many of y'all want to bump elbows with sweaty middle schoolers? Come on. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So this new location provides the ability for them to continue to expand, continue to grow, so that we can see more students come to know Jesus. Because I believe wholeheartedly that we don't want to wait for them to go to college for them to encounter Jesus. But they can learn the importance of biblical community, getting involved, and learning about the heart of God during the time that they're in middle and high school. Then he says this, back to verse 12. He says, and I will bless you and I will make your name great. The good news is because Abraham is on God's team, God's name is becoming great. So it's not just about Abraham. Abraham is considered the father of our faith. The second thing that I think it will give us is more influence. More influence. When he says, I will make your name great, we know that Abraham glorified God with his life. And as people talk about Propel Church, here's what they're going to talk about. They're going to talk about the goodness of God. They're going to talk about his favor, his love, his grace, and his mercy that's happened not only in my life, but this church's life over the course of the last three and a half years. I love what Jesus talks about when we we talked about this just a couple weeks ago, that nobody lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket because then it can't fulfill its intended purpose. No, you light a lamp and you place it on a stand so that everybody can see. And then Jesus ends that verse and he says, so that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So it's more influence for you and I, that more people will see Propel Church and glorify God in the future. Then he goes on to, to say back in verse 2 that I will bless you. So I'll make you a great nation and I'll make your name great and I will bless you. You will be a blessing. The third thing I think it gives us is more impact. Here's what we know as an organization. People are getting saved. 
people are coming to know Jesus. And a bigger facility, a permanent home in Mount Pleasant, provides us the opportunity to have a centralized location in the heart of Mount Pleasant, closer to downtown, with the ability to serve people in Mount Pleasant and the surrounding areas better. It also gives us the ability to focus more time, effort, and attention after we get into that facility on a second location so that more people can come to know Jesus. The goal, I need you to hear my heart and say this, the goal is not for Propel Church to become really big. The goal is for everybody to come to know Jesus. And we believe that God's mobilization efforts, God's movement plan for the local church is church planting. So we believe that more locations is better to see that. So we want more impact in the community. And then last, he says this in, in back to verse two and three, that I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you and all the people of earth will be blessed through you. I believe it gives us more favor, more favor. We've seen God do some incredible things over the course of the last three years from watching God take what started in my life as a dream to plant a church where thousands of people would get saved. And I mean, and just to celebrate with you, the, the dream in my heart was for thousands of people to get saved. So far in the life of Propel, we've seen over 620 people come to know Jesus. We've baptized around 280 people, and the best days are ahead for us. I believe wholeheartedly that the best is yet to come. So as God gives us more favor, as he blesses us, he'll use you and I to bless others. Because the blessings of God that take place in your life and the blessings of God that take place in my life are not for us to hoard selfishly, but we know that we've been blessed to be a blessing. That in your life and in my life, we are conduits of God's goodness. We carry his hope to the world. So church, will you stand with me? Check. As we wrap up our time together this morning, I believe that there are some people in here who you desperately want God to move in your life much like he's moved in mine. You need God to show up in a big way because maybe you're stuck in an addiction or maybe you just don't know who he is. Maybe you've never surrendered control of your life to him. Today, there's an opportunity for you to do that. For you to allow God to step in and change you forever. So with every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment, I want to talk to those of you who are here and you'd say, hey, I realize that God is not the Savior of my life. I realize that he's not in control. But today, I want to surrender my life to him. If that's you in here, would you just lift your hand? Say, hey, that's me. I see those. Here's what we're going to do, church. Nobody prays alone. We're all going to pray together. Will you say this out loud with me? Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place. 
so that I could have new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, won't you celebrate with those who made decisions today? Amen. We're going to worship together for a moment and sing a song called Won't Stop Now, and it's all about the promises of God being fulfilled. Let's celebrate as we sing this out.